Live from the Caltech Studios, it's Arms Room Radio with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. And you can connect with these guys right now. Call the Arms Room Radio hotline 407 774 8255. 407 774 8255. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast from the Caltech Studios. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Doing good. Well, we're gonna, hi. Oh, hi. Hello, Alec. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to go around the room. Uh, everybody needs to know who's here. You can't tell the players without a scorecard. By the way, spring training's underway. Baseball's playing. Spring training for what? Hey, oh, hey turn Oral's mic off. There'll be no talking bad about baseball. He didn't talk, talk bad about, about baseball. baseball. He just said, what? Need to talk oh, that's true. Okay. He was just asking. He was just asking. It wasn't a bad baseball it's reference. spring training for High Lie. For High Lie. Oh, okay, cool. Love the High Lie. Manolo. Uh, Nobody knows yeah. that? Come on. He's, he's the biggest uh, High Lie star there is. High you, Lie has stars? So me and like three other people know him. High <laughs> Lie. Okay. High Lie's a sport? Listen, let me tell you how much. This guy's so popular, he gets a cut of the uh, concession sales at the, uh, at the event. So he makes like... 30 40 bucks a day. <laughs> so, nice. He's, he's uh he's he's way you know, up. I can remember a time where I would have gone 34 bucks a day. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Where do I get in line for that job? For those of you graphing, those of you who have a chart, you know some like to use uh alcohol pens and um and, and plexiglass, you know, so you could do it to Military style, write White, it on the whiteboard. board, you know, whiteboard it, well, but it's clear. Well, well, so well, the guys on the other side could see, uh, and you've got to be really quick at writing backwards so the commander can read the information. War, 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 it's a Navy, that's actually a Navy skill. War room kind of thing. War room kind of stuff, yeah. No, but, writing backwards is not a Navy skill. Reading backwards is a Navy skill. No, no, they write it. They write it in the CIC, the Combat Information Center. They write it backwards on a big plastic board, a clear plexi board or glass board, so the commanders on the other side can read it immediately. So they, they train these guys to write backwards fast. When they get the intel, it's it's, uh, it's cool to watch. Cool got, to watch. I got taught how to read backwards fast. You had the book upside down. No. no. I, well, it was. And was it con law? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you about to tell stories out of school and you made trouble, young man. No talking about my con. No, don't. don't. Oh, like my, prank call. I, I got a prank, tongue tied. Prank call. <laughs> tongue tied. Prank call. Stump the lawyer. <laughs> On my right, my right hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Approve memos. Lead a workshop. Remember birthdays. Oh, yeah. Remember birthdays. What well, we forgot to do last week. Oh. Uh-oh. We forgot to say happy birthday to Cortland, who was six. Oh, that's right. Forgot Big to say happy six. birthday to Cortland, who was yep. six. So. Happy birthday, Cortland. We're a little late. But. A, little, a little late. We'll get you a copy of this. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, on my left, in about the 10 o'clock position, is the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja. Please welcome him back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. And just for the record, when I studied constitutional law, we were still all using the originals. Yeah, you were on the Articles of Confederation back then. Yeah, <laughs> he was still still a first edition, a little, little Magna Carta. Yeah. You know, he was using. No, we were so using copies of that. Copies of the Magna copies Carta. Of Carta. But, 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 but he original hand, Articles he, of Confederation. He hand wrote the copies of the Magna Carta because the printing press wasn't invented. That's true. That's true. And who wrote? And who invented the printing press? Edison wasn't. It? Edison. Edison yeah, invented the printing press. <laughs> Shut. Really? 
Shush. Really? <laughs> was that was I think it was Eli Whitney. He, no, yeah. the that cotton, was a cotton gin. The cotton printing press, right? The cotton cotton printing press. Cotton printing press. No, no. It was Da no Vinci, one. wasn't it? Da Vinci. No. No. All right. We're going to have to look that one up. We look like idiots. <laughs> well, we are. <laughs> hey, at least we're accurate. And, yes. And, and my wife and was worried we were going to look stupid. <laughs> now we're good. We're good. prophecy? We're good. We're good. <laughs> she, she knows to make money on a, on a sure thing. Gutenberg? Gutenberg. Gutenberg. The, from Three Men and the Baby? No. Yes. The, no. That's who invented the printing press. Oh, Gutenberg. Okay. But thank you. And he was a very good friend of mine. But never mind. Wait. <laughs> He was also on Police Academy. No, that's that was not Gutenberg. That Steve was, Gutenberg. No, I, was, I thought I didn't think you meant the the. He was a friend of yours. Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. No, I've never met. Did him. he know Tackleberry? That guy. Now Tackleberry had yeah, 88. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know that guy died. Tackleberry died like 15 years ago. Wow. It, it was one of those. You know those those. Uh, yeah, of course, it comes up on the Facebook or wherever on the computer, and it says not fifteen years ago. Yeah, well, it says 20, yeah. 20 stars. You knew who died. You you didn't know who died, and he uh-huh. came up. I'm like, what? How did Tackleberry die? Uh, and he was fire of an eighty eight Magnum. Yeah, yeah. No, he wasn't the eighty eight Magnum. He was. Uh, no, I was just saying that may have yeah, been how it happened. True, true. Uh, well, anyway, directly across from me, eh, a little bit off to the right, is the. I was going to get out of it. Oh no 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 no! The samurai sidekick. Please welcome him back, Mister Alec Weber. Esquire, sir. Had to fill in a little bit. Thanks for having me back, I think. <laughs> Good to hear her, be here, I think. We'll find out. Gutenberg, really? That's who invented the, the printing press? Oh, I'm getting text messages now that printing. just says Bible. I went, Bible. yeah, I know. He printed the Bible on a printing press. Well, sure, because that's a lot of handwriting if it's not, you know? Well, that's how they used to do them. But when they start and stop, do they always remember where they are? That's the hard part. Oh, printing press. Oh, I'm sorry. See, I thought did, you meant... Did they hand. save it? You know, they, did they save it and then, <laughs> and then go on? Like, like Lawyer George, where yeah, he types it every time. Yeah. Uh, he violated his own rule, no inside jokes. No, no, I'm not sure who Lawyer George is. I'm just asking, do they save it every time? Like, do you think when they print the Bible, they save those plates? No, no, no. They just... They, well, that's a very good... You know what? They might just print that set of pages. Right. You know, the two matching pages. They print 60 copies. It depends then, on whether the Pope pulled a section. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. Well, all right. Not a religious show. We're going to we talk so much about it. Well, while all this was going on, I was typing all this into the old Google Foo of who invented the printing press, and we were all wrong. Not even Johannes Gutenberg. It is B. Sheng. B I S H E N G. Sounds and like it might that, have been... That's an Asian they, name. They, they invented yes, it is. It's, no. a, it, it's a Chinese inventor was, Listen, if the was Chinese... of the first known movable type technology. Bi Sheng's system was made of Chinese porcelain and was invented between 1041 and 1048 Listen, during the Song Dynasty. If a, if a Chinese guy invented the printing press, it's because they copied one from us. That's, <laughs> <laughs> all right, and it was a cheaper version, and it only lasted, you know, a, a month. So and you yeah, made sure you don't buy... lick it because yeah. it had lead in it. Yeah, exactly. So that's not true. <laughs> that might be. But it well, is. Well, well, the Chinese own the internet now, so you see they're able to put this stuff in there. They, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the whole rewriting history thing. So, uh, hey, we got some great stories for you today. A couple of updates this week seem to be a, a week for updates. We've got uh, info uh, uh, on some old stories that we covered that were that were in limbo that we're going to be able to get uh, get to you on. Uh, we've got. Uh, 
we've got some new stories. We've got a new, new kind of a new product review, new gun review. We're just looking at the pictures. We're going to talk to you about a, a, a new concealed carry firearm that's coming out. And, and then we got, of course, some new interesting stories um, uh, that are well, one borders on ridiculous. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cover the. You know, we might bring, you know, the, we might bring the ridiculous to you pretty soon. Maybe this A hour. lot of our stories sometimes border on the ridiculous. Well, like this whole past segment pretty much borders on the ridiculous. <laughs> so do but, we. So. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, and, and, in fact, we, we just back, make ourselves look like idiots. Yeah, we're going to talk to you a little bit about election, the election coming up, without without uh, 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 supporting a candidate. Just going to talk to you about some election and some election facts that uh, we want to want to make, make known. All theory, no practice. Exactly. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you when we get back. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds. Plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See the KSG in action at YouTube slash Keltec Weapons. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. 
Greetings to all my friends out there and patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Alan West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. Stand at attention when I'm talking. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Keltec Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Keltec Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. A uh, little fact clarification here. We got some notice on the break. Uh, we were we were in, inundated with the with the with facts. It was in fact Johannes Gutenberg. Johannes, is that right? Is that right? Am I saying uh-huh. right? Johannes Gutenberg, not Steve Gutenberg, who invented the printing press in uh, the modern. The the modern. Well, you, listen, the Chinese one, uh, you know, debunked. That's just not true. That's just so they invented the first computer too. Yeah, yeah, the, which was an abacus. Yeah, because it computes, so that makes it a computer. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, it's uh, it's like all the other Chinese products. They are uh, imitations and not good. And hold on a second. Hold on, wait. <laughs> yeah, microphone's gonna. I know. Blow up all right, we're on Japanese equipment. It's good. <laughs> I just want to make sure it did some sort of, you know, Chinese super code, uh, you know, self destruct button there they could hit and uh, and and force us down. He said the red word. But we're but we're good. We're good. Um, so uh, that's good. That's good. We know we we have our answers. So thank you. And it was mostly from our wives telling us we were wrong. So, <laughs> this is where the corrections came from. Uh, just for the record, mine did not text me and tell me I was doing this wrong. Yeah, yeah. It was well. She used other words, and we can't use them on the radio. Um, hey, Earl, how do the good folks get a hold of us here at the old uh, at the old radio program? They have several different ways they can choose from. Starting off with your favorite, they can send us a tweet on Twitter at Arms Room Radio. They can give us a call here directly into Caltech Studios, four zero seven 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 four eight two five five. That's four zero seven 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 four Talk. They can send us a message on Facebook, facebook.com slash armsroomradio. They can send us an, an email, radio at armsroom.com. I just heard from a friend of mine um, mm-hmm. who uh, he's a shooting buddy of ours. You guys all know him. Um, and uh, he's a, his regular job is he's a pilot. He gets, he gets paid to you know, fly the big planes and uh, take the people in the cargo all around the country. And there's a Trump rally in central Florida today. Uh-huh. And uh, he attended the rally. Uh, he he, uh, they changed the time. I guess uh, you know uh, Donald uh, must have gotten late somewhere else, so they pushed this back two three hours. They didn't have your friend as his pilot. Yeah, correct. Yeah, he didn't didn't have him. Um, so he uh, when he flies, you know, he wears the pilot clothes. He's got the pants with the you know the, you the gotta, white you, shirt you, you, and the black got, tie, and he's got to wear the costume. Right, and he's got the uh, the pilot's jacket with the you know the the epaulets, or excuse me, not the epaulets, the uh, the braid on the sleeves. Uh, you know, showing he's the the captain, and for when he gets off the, uh, the 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 plane and gets into his car, in case something has to go anywhere, he has to go anywhere. He keeps a regular blazer jacket in there, so he could just throw the regular blazer jacket on over his pilot shirt, his pilot pants. So at that point, he just looks like a dude wearing a suit. You know, it's a rather plain dark he, suit. He's not with a, in uniform; right. he's just in a suit. Right, right. So he's got you know dark pants, white mm-hmm. shirt, thin thin dark tie, or, or he's got a dark tie, not a thin dark tie. It's not. You know, it's not the, the early, <laughs> 80s. late 80s, you know. Um, I really and, like those. Yeah. So he's a guy in a suit. 
Well, he went to the, the rally, and evidently they started the rally late. Not everybody got the notice, so a lot of people were there early, and it was filled up quick. By the time he got there today, it was filled up. Uh-huh. Well, he's walking through the crowd in this suit, and he's a pilot wearing them mirrored pilot sunglasses. Like they, <laughs> like have a little pin on his lapel? Like they do, yeah. And he, he couldn't get in. They were, they were already full. So he just started to walk through the crowd. And now they had music on outside. It's outside the arena over at the University of Central Florida, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, he started walking through the crowd and figured, well, you know, this would be fun. He started to uh, you know, he put one finger over the ear and started to talk into his, uh, his cuff pin. On a, into, into his sleeve, <laughs> making little comments like, uh, the group over here on the right, the group over here on the right, we need to take care of the group on the right. <laughs> then he'd walk a little further in the crowd and, and say, uh, Sniper, you are green. Sniper, you are green. Just to just to watch the crowd's reaction. So so I'm looking to see if he's on the news tonight. <laughs> uh, we haven't gotten a call yet. No, no calls yet, yeah. Well, you know, they, first they get booked, then they hand them back their phone, and then they let them make the phone call. So <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> Listen, that's the way it works, and that's what we're going and law enforcement's going to continue to tell you. Uh, <laughs> and why? Because they don't have to tell you the truth. That's why if you get stopped by the police and there's any chance that there might be a misunderstanding, don't talk to the police. Call me. <laughs> Just call me. And then repeat the word lawyer over and <laughs> over and over till I get there. Now, I do want to make a clarification. If you happen to be a child, a young child, and you're lost, and a policeman comes up to you and asks you what your name is and can he help you, don't say lawyer. No, say, just give him my phone number and have say, him call me. Yes, police man. And I I'll help come you. to where you are, and then you can tell me <laughs> your name, and we'll figure out where you're supposed to be. I wanted to talk to you about elections. Uh, some of the things we've heard, and, and I'm sure everybody else has been hearing it, that, and this goes on both sides, both parties, that are that are uh, trying to work their magic right now through the campaigns and the mm-hmm. debates. Um, the, uh, the the word... I, I think the word voodoo would be more <laughs> appropriate yeah, yeah, than yeah, magic. True. true. The the word on the, the, the Democrat side of the House, and that's uh, who we got over there. We got, uh, what's her name? Uh, Hillary. And then uh, Bernie Sanders. Feel the burn. Uh, I, I believe it's his motto. And there has been some discrepancies with delegate counts already on their part, uh, that there were ties in several precincts, ties, mind you, in, in several of the precincts that voted, there were ties. You know, it, a tie happens, uh, you know, you've heard of ties in elections mm, once, maybe, and it's still it's always the, uh, the mayor of a town of 12 people. You know, yeah. that's when you hear of the tie. Mm-hmm. You don't hear of the tie in districts where they're 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 campaigning for the primary. And guess what? There's forty thousand people in this prime in this district, and it was a tie. And guess what? Sure. The precinct next door was a tie. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The precinct next door was a tie. I know this happened in Iowa with um, with uh, Hillary and uh, Bernie Sanders, and there were six precincts where it was a tie. So the the way that you settle the tie in under the primary rules in that state is flip a coin. Are you serious? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that the six people that flipped the coins happened to be Hillary campaign uh, supervisors and supporters and very high up in the uh, local organization for her for her 
get on the bus or whatever her campaign is. Oh, yeah, that's not unbiased, right. is it? So so guess how now, when you flip a coin, what's the odds of heads or tails without the abacus, it Kevin? Be, it would be... <laughs> if you believe gravity, yes. it would be 50-50. No, no, this is not... Now, now put Hillary into the equation. Oh, it's 100% Hillary. 100% Hillary. Oh, it's still a side of yeah. coin. 100% Hillary. 100% Hillary. They were all 100% Hillary. You know why? Hillary. If anybody in the room said it wasn't Hillary, mm-hmm. um, Arkansas State Police are going to come see Well, you. listen, yeah. it goes beyond that. Listen, every... She's left a trail of bodies since 1973. Right. <laughs> she, uh, so, 100%. 100% went across the board. All these ties, multiples, tens, twenty thousands of people all voted exactly for half, and all the ties went to Hillary. So, a lot of discrepancies. She, and mm-hmm. she's taken, and, and, and that meant the whole state. There wasn't a proportional count of delegates that went. She took them all because she won the state at that point. On the Republican side, you see the shenanigans going on now with, uh, what's his name, the loser, Romney, the guy that last lost time. You know what, my, my advice to this guy, no matter how great you were four years ago, no matter what your political past is, uh, you're, this is not your fight. You don't have a dog in this hunt. Right. Go home. Uh-huh. Shut your pie hole. Stay home. You don't want anybody doing this to you. You haven't said a, 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 a darn word about uh, the current president for four years. Eight. Uh, well, he only ran against him four years ago. Yeah, but but for four years. Thanks for reminding me. He hasn't said anything in the past four years. Go home. Go home. Sit at home. I don't care if you're bad-mouthing Trump or you're bad-mouthing uh, Rubio or Cruz. Go home. You want to run and you want to get up on stage and act like the other fools right now? Do it. Otherwise, stay home. Uh-huh. Uh, the Republican Party, the and with, with, with Romney out, out now out there, the word is, even if... Trump wins all the delegates, which is look. I'm looking at the trend. This is how it looks like. He's you know he's 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 winning seven states, and everybody else is winning one or two. So uh, as as the primaries go along, is that well they're going to wait till they get to the election or they get to the nomination, and at the at the convention, and they're going to everybody's going to take their votes and go somewhere else with them, and it may be to Romney. Uh, listen, and here's the advice. Excuse me. What? Yes. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna pull a little uh, little. Little shuck and jive. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna do little, little smoke and mirrors. Whatever, whatever reference you want to use. They're gonna play some trickery out there. Except the super delegates can't be changed. Uh, listen, it, it, but this, this just is the worst. Just yeah, out there. Just yeah. Uh, here, here's what, here's the point I want to make. Only got about a minute left to do it. Uh, it there were, uh, let me pull the numbers. Uh, it, there was 2.7 million Vietnam veterans, uh-huh. uh, of which I believe there's 800,000 roughly still alive. Okay. They're, they're, they've gotten to that generation. Uh, Iraq and Afghanistan veterans, there's currently 2.5 million uh-huh. combat veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan in this country. Okay. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell both parties right now, uh, try some of this nonsense. Try it. Try it and, 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 and wrongfully and illegally redirect where my country should be going. And again, this is up to the people. I don't care which side. Pull some shenanigans like that. And you're and you're going to hear from two and a half million combat veterans. You're going to catch a beating, is what you're going to catch. And and these are these are people that uh, understand having been to Iraq and Afghanistan and see what happens when you take firearms away from citizens and how they can be oppressed. Try that with us. Try that with us. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. You're 
listening to Armstrong Radio, live from the Keltec Studios. Call the Keltec Studios online right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Keltec Studios. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A dot com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. I talked to the uh, the gentleman at GunTech this week, as I do every week. They have got some great new products right now. Uh, if you're looking for billet uppers, the billet uh, upper receivers for rifles, if you're looking for colored stuff they're getting into now, the, the red and blues for upper receivers and for the rails to match and for, for all the accessories. They're doing a lot of little, uh, well, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this part. They got a, they're got they testing a lot of little nickel stuff now uh, to, to kind of bring out the accents and, you mean and like some of these new colors. You mean like shiny kind of nickel. Shiny, yeah, ooh, shiny, exactly. So uh, look at, uh, make sure you check them out. It's Gun Tech USA. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. They got great stuff. They got the dealers out there. Uh, you, you can't buy from them direct. They're the manufacturer. They send through you to the dealers. Just go to your dealer, tell them you want it, or, or you know, listen. You can go to uh, armsroom.com uh, and, and tell us you want it. You know, Armsroom sells that stuff all the time. Or look like you had some. Look like you had something to say. Okay, had your mouth open. No. You were leaning forward. No. A little gas, no. maybe. A little nope. gas was it? Okay. All right. Just, just, Fred, just thought. Just Fred thought. was tickling him. Fred was tickling him. Fred the beard was tickling him. <laughs> Uh, this story makes my wallet hurt. <laughs> Thinking of the fraud, waste, and abuse at, in, at the, in the government, this story makes my wallet hurt. Uh, this is out of San Antonio, Texas. You think Texas, Texas would get this. Texas would understand firearms. Texas would understand this. It is out of San Antonio Police Department's bomb squad was called to a southwest side neighborhood Saturday. This is uh, February 27th, so it had been a Saturday before that, so a couple days ago. After dozens, dozens, Earl, dozens of rounds of ammunition were found underneath the home. Dozens. I'm Earl, willing, uh-huh. willing to bet you've got dozens of rounds of ammunition on you now. Uh, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, it's alleged. <laughs> <laughs> it has been reported as such. The ammunition was discovered on 7900 block of Dempsey Drive near Old Pearsall Road uh, and Southwest Military Drive, in case case you're driving by there right now. You have the address. Uh, From the fire department, Captain Troy Balcar of the San Antonio Fire Department said a family member found a sealed box with about 75 rounds of decades-old ammunition under the house. He said the rounds were about 40 years old, Based on a date written on the box, half a dozen nearby homes were evacuated for about three hours. Okay, I want. Hold on, I want to get to. Uh, yeah, because uh, I'm, I'm I'm waving. I, 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 got, I got a couple of points. We've got to make here a couple of points. Uh, sealed box with about 75 rounds. So I'm guessing. So it's not sealed well, anymore. Well, maybe they maybe they resealed it. That was my first thought. Uh, <laughs> and they didn't define box. Are we talking about an ammo can? A- absolutely. Here's my thing. Under the house. We, what, you got what, a, what is that, in yeah, the basement? You've got, you got a tunnel? You, <laughs> it's, 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 it's one of them lattice under, things you take off and there's a little porch. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is the, uh, a bomb shelter. 
I, I don't know what is, they mean by under the house. Perhaps it's a... Under uh, the roof of the house, like in a closet? Maybe it's a uh, a home that came with wheels at one point. And Might then, have been. And they parked it, and then there's, it's under there. Maybe it's a stilt house because of all the floods in Texas, in San Antonio. You never know. Uh, said they were about 40 years old based on a date written on the box. Uh, what we did, we found a little more information about this, that they were 40 caliber... It was forty caliber ammunition, forty Smith and Wesson. It's not forty years old. No, well, no, no. It's it's still alleged to be forty years old, but it's forty Smith and Wesson. Is how it's being reported. No. Kevin, do you look? The brain's working. Yeah. Why would that be no, Kevin? Well, because they hadn't invented it yet. <laughs> because the forty <laughs> caliber round wasn't in existence four years ago. Might if it be. had been. I would be carrying yeah. a forty-year-old forty-caliber pistol. Yeah, it, forty-cal ammo might have gotten popular fifteen, twenty years ago. The forty-cal. No. I've Before seen. the Glock came out with the twenty-two and the twenty-three. I, I think it's. I think forty-cal. Forty Smith and Wesson was made popular by the Glock in law enforcement. Correct. It, it that that was what the that that formula those two together. Replaced, yeah. It many, became as popular many, as the nine many and forty-five. Yeah. Tens of thousands yeah. of three fifty-seven Magnum revolvers. Right. P- prior to that, Smith and Wesson made them. They made uh, the forty series, the forty oh six, forty fifty-six, forty seventy-six. But whatever. Those are those are they those were in the 80s. minority. They those were in the minority. Yeah, yeah, right. Those in the eighties. And they were in they were in the minority. They were it was nine mil and forty-five was Smith had, and the ten mil. Mm-hmm. Um, and then forty was just kind of the and, 40, eh, and 40, eh. but forty came out after the ten because it was a, it was a it was, it's it was basically a, a ten short it's a it's yeah. a chop down mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a ten short it's a forty five gap for the ten mil right so if he found some forty year old forty cal ammo the he guy, found the, the first box ever then made the guy was, a <laughs> proto- the was doing the prototypes yeah. Yeah. those yeah. are wildcatters exactly. right back to the story this is definitely a big danger because they've been under there so long the fire chief said uh, I have. Personally, unsealed and fired 8mm Mauser ammo that was boxed in 1937. But, Kevin. It worked fine. Kevin, they've rusted. They've been exposed to the weather. They they rusted? Uh, yeah. How did they rust? They, well, There's no steel in them. These are the old steel forty cal bullets. The old steel ones. This is the prototypes, remember? Some oh, of them were wood also, I course, guess. I, I'm sorry. Of course. That, vampire, vampire rounds. Vampire rounds. Uh, they've rusted. It's not the impact you've got to worry about. It's winter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. They've been exposed to the weather, elements outside, so we definitely want to get them disposed of as quickly as possible. I would have shot them. <laughs> I would have just gone, it's a 40-year-old, 40 40-caliber 40 round. Let's see if they work. Well, you have to understand the way brass rusts in Texas. It, look, look, something look, with the alkaline. I just don't understand the EMS uh, business. It's, the, it's the rusty, rusty brass. So. My eyes are beginning to hurt. <laughs> the uh, now could they have corroded? Absolutely. Oh yeah, I've, uh, I've. But you know what? As as I've proven with some of your three hundred three, little Brasso, it's <laughs> stuff it. runs fine. Brasso and a, and a toothbrush, you're good to go. Uh, family members say a veteran who served for more than thirty years lived at the house until he passed away recently. This is the second time old ammunition has been found at the home. Just last week. The bomb squad spent half an hour there disposing of some shotgun shells. I think they just like going to the house because <laughs> they're bored. The picture that, of this. That or he has a lot of other cool stuff in there <laughs> that they decided they needed to confiscate. Yeah. 
the, yeah. uh, the picture of this, uh, with this, and there's a little video that goes with it. Uh, the picture, uh, or, or I'll post up on uh, one of the old uh, media sources here. I don't know which one. That um, or the, it, the girl the, the that Facebook called, one, perhaps, is cleaning out the house. Right. It's cute. Yeah. Could I, <laughs> now, that's the best theory I've heard yet. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, the picture here, when you look at it, is there's eight vehicles, eight, uh, eight, uh, Emergency services vehicles parked out front. Yeah, you, you got you, uh, two police officers blocking off the street. You've got uh, five from the fire department, including the bomb squad vehicles. You have uh, you have the rescue vehicles, the EMS vehicles, the you know the paramedics, all parked out front because they found a box of forty cal. Yeah. Now, now it's gonna explode. Let, let, let's let's be fair. You and I have both been involved with the call to an agency. Where all of them showed up, right? Because there was absolutely nothing happening in the office. Sure, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> listen, and listen, I I further understand that um, this was forty caliber ammo, and I routinely dispose of forty caliber ammo just because you know I yeah you bring forty caliber you, because you I'm bring a forty five guy. Drop it in front of me and go <laughs> take this. I yeah. don't want it anymore. <laughs> I've been there, done that, held it in escrow. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Well, I, you know, it's hard to put that much weight in that little car of mine. Yeah. No, um, you know, no, uh, no, no disrespect to any forty caliber fans, Kevin. Yeah. Um, but uh, I believe that the you know the forty cal has all the stopping power of a nine mil with all the kick of a forty five. So I, I've heard this speech. I have. I it, have effectively. It wasn't funny the first time you said it, and it's still I, not true. I have effectively rid my house of. Well, not effectively. I can no, say you that. Don't. I, keep I hope yeah, not. Yeah, Earl, Earl knows this. I will go through the house, and you know, I'll be reorganizing the the forty cal ammo but, or the, but, the rest of the ammunition. But and, why would you have it if you didn't use it? Well, at one point we were issued it at work, ah. and we had to carry forty cal ammo. So I'll be going through the house, and well, let's let's go through the uh, you know the junk drawer here and see what's in the junk drawer, and there in the back. There's a 40 cal. I found a 40 cal round in a sock drawer. They just, it's like they knew they weren't going to last long in my house, so they so went and hid. They, they went and hid one at a time. Are you trying to suggest the 40 cal is a cockroach of the, the fire? It, it, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the vermin. It's the, it's the, the cockroach of ammunition. So uh, we got that one up, bro. Was that an easy one to find? We yeah. post that one up? Okay. Yep. Take a look at that. You'll see what we're talking about. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Kiltech Studios. Ridiculous. More when we get back from the break. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off maybe you'll get past the word bullpup maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations like our patented downward shell ejection but in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance it'll make you a believer the Caltech rdb the bullpup done right innovation performance Caltech. see the rdb in action at youtube slash Caltech weapons Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech 
a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextlevelTraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextlevelTraining.com slash armsroom. Listening to Armstrong Radio live from the Keltec Studios. Call the Armstrong Hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now more Armstrong Radio live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Keltec Studios. Welcome back to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for staying. Thank you for being here. Thank you for uh, everybody uh, sticking around. Uh, we told you we had some updates we wanted to give you. Here's a, a, a great little uh, update story. This is this is something that uh, everybody's involvement, uh, you know, calling your congressman, uh, talking about it on your your social media. It has uh, it has definitely definitely made a difference here. Uh, now that the public is aware of this. Uh, we've talked to you in the past. In fact, I believe we talked to you with uh, Colonel West, Colonel Allen West, when he was on the program also. Yes. We talked about Sergeant First Class Charles Martland, the Green Beret, who put uh, the beat down on the Afghan forces commander that was sexually assault, sexual battery, raping. He was raping uh, a young boy. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if it's mentioned here. I believe the boy was, uh, was 10, 12 years old, something like that. Um Let's go through the story here. This is from uh, this this past week. The Army has delayed a decision to whether to on whether to kick out soldier who uh, beat down the pedophile. I knew I had to beat down on my head. Uh, beat down the pedophile in Afghanistan as he had a young boy tied to a post and raped him for days. Uh, Sergeant First Class Martlin had confronted known pedophile and child pimp uh, and a local Afghan police commander who laughed in his face. Martlin knocked the perv on his butt. Uh, I believe the 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 sergeant's commander was with him also. The Army 
then decided for defending a helpless child was worthy of expulsion from the service. The assault took place on the U.S. military base. Let me let me tell you how this works. Um, the setup, without giving away uh, tactical details of of a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a military base, there there will be um, again without. We're not going to talk about entry points. We're not going to talk about walls. We're not going to talk about barriers. There are ways in. There are ways out. There's ways in. There's ways out. Inside the base, because the Afghans have the perimeter. They, 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 all of the military, the primary uh, responsibility for defending everything in the country is has is, is fallen to the Afghan soldier. So the Afghan soldier will have responsibility for all external points on the base, in and out. They, they'll man the walls. Inside that base will be another little base, a pocket inside. That's the American base. So the Americans... It's like a bullseye. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. a ring exactly. inside of a ring. Right, it's right, like three right, concentric yeah. circles. Kind yeah, of thing. it's not as it's not as, uh, as simple as that. It's it's within the I'm, base. I'm trying to give a vision. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a circle within a circle. Um, so, the the commander of the Afghan police, Afghan military on this Afghan police, excuse me, Afghan police that was on this on this base uh, had his own you know he had his own facility. He's the commander, so he's got. Uh, you know, it's like uh, you know the admiral's uh, uh, you know uh, suite. He's got a hooch. He's got a hooch. He's got he's got a little building. He's got something. He's got of all the Afghans there, he's got the nicest place. And, and it depends on he's also had a little torture chamber. Yeah, yeah, evidently on his there's there's a pole to tie young boys to. Um, the mother, I believe, it also confronted the Afghan police commander, and she was, uh, you know, uh, beat by him, but not you know, in a sexual manner. Just get away from me. Your you know your boy belongs to me. Kind of thing. The Afghan police commander, you know, it's his own. Uh, it's his own. You know, he's the sheriff in his fiefdom. You know, he he does he does what he wants. Uh, he the military over there, and I'll tell you because we were told this the same way. Uh, it's their culture. Let them let them do what they want. Let you know. Let them have their culture. This is their. We don't understand them. We're guests here. It's their culture. I'm a Viking. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm going to use my culture and cut your head off with that. I ice. could, I could, uh, you know, get into a whole. We could do a whole two, two, three shows on uh, why we should be correcting their culture, <laughs> and and that's why. Guess what? Your country still sucks. Uh, and you know, same Afghanistan. Things, yeah, Afghanistan. Same thing for Iraq. Same thing for all these other little desert holes in the ground that nobody should be living in in the first place. But the the country there and the people there. Just because it's their culture doesn't make it right. Uh, Kevin, if somebody back here in the United States came in and said, uh, listen, I'm a, I'm a pedophile and I've been charged with a crime, but the, for the defense, I'd like you to use it's my culture. It's it's my it's my belief. It's, it's, what, I, it's what I do. Would that fly? Well, I will tell you, uh, from, from a legal point of view, I doubt that that particular defense is going to be effective. Right. However, if you pay me enough and you insist I use that defense... I'll be more than happy to help you. Well, sure. Litigate that issue right up until your lifetime incarceration. Yeah, might even be some good points in there. Look, this is how I grew up. You know, it happened to me. This, this is you know, I was around it. I, uh, I have, I have a, a you know, testimony from a Harvard to, professor yeah, and a Yale yeah, professor yeah, right, that exactly. says this has absolutely no long-term detrimental effect on the mental health of the individuals. Exactly. It's complete uh, bollocks, but you know, right, we can right. present experts. So even while on the U.S. military base. These soldiers were told, you know, turn, turn, turn the other way, turn your eye, don't look. But evidently, uh, Sergeant Martland and uh, his commander, they just, you know, well, done, had enough. 
And when the when the boy, I guess, escaped and came to them, they went back to the commander and they they they, uh, they kicked his butt. You know, they they kicked him to the ground and, uh, and took care of him. Well, that was enough for the army, and they decided uh, that was conduct of becoming of an NCO, a non commissioned officer. And uh, you know, he assaulted this man on a military base, so the U.S. military had jurisdiction for the assault. There should be such thing as a legal defense as uh, he had it coming. Yeah, well, listen, I, as, right as, listen me. as a uh, former law enforcement for many years, I absolutely agree. Okay, he had it. <laughs> you know, he had it. He he needed it. You know, he he needed it. It was vital to national security. No, no, no. You don't understand. It's his culture. It's his culture. Exactly right. We had, I had to beat him American mili- military no, it, it, base. I had to beat him because it's culture. in his culture. Uh, Congress is lobbying the Army and the Pentagon in order to clear Martland's good name. GOP Representative Duncan Holter told the uh, reporter. Charles stood up to a child rapist, and he did... Uh, and he did in a few minutes what the Afghan justice system or our own military leadership couldn't. He saved that boy and his family from further harm. And the corrupt Afghan commander commander got the message loud and clear in the form of a boot to the neck. I think it was last week we had the conversation. I told you guys about when we were over there during the election process. And we were talking to one of the village elders. Uh, and this was like, again, a suburb. This wasn't out in the middle of the, the mountain. And it wasn't in uh, downtown. So uh, like a suburban, if you could call it that. It just means, I guess, the, their mud huts were smaller than, than the mud huts in downtown. Well, the, um, aren't the mud huts bigger because they're not close to the city? Well, so I'm not talking they're... in the suburbs. I'm not talking the oh, okay. the the, uh, the the rural tribal mud areas. huts. Yeah, this is the suburban gotcha. tribal area. And said, hey, there's a woman running for uh, you know your, your your legislative body here. What do you think? Oh, it's great. It's wonderful. We're going to be seen by the West as... Uh, you know, up and coming and, well, and very long tolerant. As she, long as she's home in time to make dinner. Right. And I said, well, you know, well, what, or somebody said, what happens if she doesn't, uh, you know, cook or clean or, or, or go to the bedroom with you? And he goes, well, I, I, I punch her in the face. She's still a woman, you know? So that's just the attitude over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess basically this Green Beret did use, he, he communicated to this man in his culture in a language he would understand. Yeah, he used the Green Beret culture. Yeah, and putting yeah. a boot on your neck uh-huh. to explain to the Afghan culture that uh, if you like uh, to hit things, you know that includes you. Uh-huh. So uh, the, the this extension before a decision is made seems to coincide with the Inspector General's report that there was sufficient evidence to warrant an investigation into the fact that base personnel were told to stand down and not take action no matter what he did. This was done even though they knew he was running a sex ring of young boys. After the accusation was made, the inspector general began questioning servicemen and women and found the, ac- the, accus- yeah, they found the accusation to be adequate to launch a full investigation. So even while the Army knows something's wrong, one part of the Army... Don't do anything. The other part is saying, don't do anything. Don't uh. do anything. And listen, it just comes down to the... Uh, what what police are now facing here and back home that they're afraid to go out and be proactive. They're afraid to go out and take action because somebody's going to yell, you're, "You're racist," or you, "You you shot that person because they're not the same color of skin as you." You're not. They're not wearing the same clothes you are. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be accused of doing of doing something no matter what they do, uh, and, and rather than risk that, you know, you get you get. Uh, you get complacency. We'll just sit here and we'll do nothing. We'll watch unless you kill, kill yourselves. Yeah. 
The reason the Army didn't want to do anything about the rapes is because they were training local forces to fight, and they didn't want to do anything to disturb that cooperation. If you hear a loud noise, ignore it. It's just Washington, Jackson, Grant, Roosevelt, Pershing, and Ike rolling over in their graves at the same time. So hopefully something's being done. I know, again, like we said, the, uh, his commander also left the Army, but he was just, it was done. He was a, you know, a, a mid-grade, mid-grade officer who had, you know, under 10 years, and he, he just wasn't making the Army a career. This Green Beret sergeant he was well on the way to being a 20-year man, if, if not more. So, uh, and then he was thrown out of the military for doing what every one of us should do. For you know, defecting, defecting, defending those who can't defend themselves. Well, you know, a Green Beret is supposed to train indigenous personnel. Right. Maybe you should have taught that twelve-year-old how to stab a commander. Right. Right. <laughs> yes, he should have. You know, this is a, the other point you bring up uh, with it being a Green Beret. It's uh, de oppresso liber. Uh, I, I, my my Italian's not the not the best, but it's to liberate the oppressed. Yeah, to, to to liberate or free the oppressed. I mean, what more? This is a kid that was tied to a post. There's no more, you know, literal you meaning. You can't be more you know, oppressed than that. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, oppressed than being tied to a post. Yeah. This is how you uh, throw a grenade, young man. Yes, yeah. So, good on it, good on it, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll, again, we'll keep up. We'll have another update on the story soon. Hopefully this will be done. Listen, we'll be back next hour, but until then, and all day long, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you in six minutes. Break. break time. Live from the Caltech Studios, it's Arms Room Radio with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. And you can connect with these guys right now. Call the Arms Room Radio hotline, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast from the Caltech Studios. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Kevin, Alec, I didn't think you guys were going to make it back. You guys ran out of here like uh, there was a slip and fall on the parking lot or something. It was crazy. It was sound actually, of, sound of brakes. Sound of brakes? <laughs> little, little accident? Was that, was that accident? Yeah. <laughs> Very Pavlovian. Like there, a, like there was an accident outside you guys took off out I'm of there. Yeah. I mean... <clears throat> On my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corbin, approve memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. Oh, yeah. How are you doing, sir? Doing Very good. good. Doing good. Very good. Very good. Earl stayed with me. We uh, we sat down during the break, and we said, let's 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 figure out the order of, of, of March for the rest of the show. And these two, uh, Kevin and Alec, again, like there was a... Uh, <laughs> As you so eloquently put it, you drive the Winnebago. That's it. That's it. That's exactly right. Ambulance chaser. (laughs) (laughs) They heard a siren in the parking lot and they were gone. Excuse me. Excuse me for just so we're clear. I am a catcher, (laughs) not a chaser. Please welcome him back. Uh, 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 I actually ride the top of it as it goes to the hospital. Oh, we're, we're still talking about the ambulance? Or the short bus one. Of the two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the uh, 
Please welcome him back, uh, the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja, the ambulance catcher, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. And his sidekick, the samurai sidekick who rides on top, it's Mr. Alec Weber. That's because he likes the air in his face. Yeah. <laughs> Ears flapping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a day, what a day. All right, uh, we got, I want to get right back into some topics here. We have continuing stories to talk to you about updates. Uh, Major Nidal Hassan. Everybody knows who that is? Everybody know who Major Hassan is? Well, hey, I guess we can't even... We can't not, even what, this was the guy who perpetrated the workplace violence? Yeah, that's right. We're all yeah, workplace violence. Exactly yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, um, uh-huh. We don't even call him Major anymore now that the verdict has come down. It's just convicted criminal former Major Nadal Hassan. Uh, for those that don't remember, Nadal Hassan was the Army psychiatrist convicted in the November 2009 shooting rampage that left 13 dead and 31 wounded uh, was sentenced to death Wednesday by a military jury. This uh, happened at Fort Hood, Texas. Major uh, Hassan, for, excuse me, former Major Hassan, for those don't, that don't recall, was, was, on, was on the base. He uh, went through a, a processing center where soldiers were uh, preparing to deploy or coming back from deployment, going you know, through, through all the stations that they do, and he brought in a firearm uh, I believe it was an FN-57. Uh, I think he had two. Was it two? He? Okay. Um, two. And proceeded to uh, shoot and kill 13 and wounded 31 others. And during the whole time, he was yelling, you know, Aloha Snack Bar. Uh, you know, the, uh, the the Muslim Islamic chant for uh-huh. God is great. And and then our illustrious leader said, no, that wasn't an act of terrorism. That was a, merely an act of workplace violence. Yeah, work, workplace violence. Well, you know, which is another reason why that why that clown has to go too. So, yep. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not as uh, soon as it should have been. You know, like the day he showed up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, prosecutors had sought the death penalty, saying Hassan's murderous rampage at the sprawling military base here, there, left tragic and devastating loss for victims uh, and loved ones. Hassan, 42, was convicted last week on 13 counts of premeditated murder and 32 charges of attempted premeditated murder. He appeared expressionless upon hearing the verdict, which came less than two after two hours of deliberations. The, hey, Alec, if you get to somebody that deliberates two hours on a death sentence and the jury's coming back, you know, don't you? You know? You know. I'm not awesome. I know it's not guilty. <laughs> you know it's not, you know it's not guilty. <laughs> you got to understand. Alec get, in the get, courtroom. Get, well, I, I, Alec is not death penalty qualified. So he can't Second chair. He's like Sherrod, right? Like, he don't, that's not. He's 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 a Donny Crane to your Den, Denny Crane. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. Easy, easy. Oh wow! I'm Freddie wow. French Jr. Oh come on, Donny Crane. Donny Crane. Donny Crane. Donny Crane. The death sentence uh, required a unanimous verdict by the jury of 13 military officers. Uh, at a minimum, Hassan faced life imprisonment. Still, while Hassan could be the first serviceman executed by the military since 1961, the appellate process could take years. I don't think it'll take that long. Um, under a new president, uh, I don't think it'll take that long. No, well, a new it, it president that's not a woman named Hillary. It won't make any difference. Um, the, 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 just the appellate process and getting through the things that are going to have to be gone through, I sincerely doubt it's not going to take at least five years. I, I, I do know that the military appellate process is, is much tighter 
and sh- and, and shorter than a uh, than the civilian process. So it's probably nowhere near as clogged as the civilian process. Correct, correct. Um, the other the other reason why I think it won't be that long is perhaps during his one hour of day of yard time when he's not on confinement, he will uh, he will experience a foreign body. <laughs> entered into his own. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, Rep- remember, repeatedly, he is going to be with. Uh, he's going to be in a prison with other military personnel, it, other it, convicted it's, military it's personnel. It's referred to as a shanking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just so we're clear. The, now, remember the way a military prison works. You can be sent to a military prison, and then go back to the military. It, huh? it, it happens in rare cases where they come and they say, "All right, Private So and So." You beat up, uh, you know, private snuff over here. Uh, you know, we've had enough of you. Uh, you get uh, six months of uh, confinement, and then when you come back, you uh, you're demoted to the to private E1, and you start over. Yeah, they don't necessarily throw you out. Sometimes oh, it's okay. worse. They're going to keep you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Welcome you're... to the gravel factory. This is a rock and a pair of boots. This will not be slow, and you will not yep. like it. <laughs> and a hammer. Come back when you wear out the hammer. Listen, Fort Hood's got a lot of sidewalks that need sweeping. Yeah. A lot of grass that needs cutting. You know, a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of stuff to do there. Here's, a lot of, of rakes that need raking. Yep. Exactly right. Exactly right. I told you, I think it was you the other day, uh, last time I was at Fort Leonard, or you, Earl, uh, um, one last time I was at Fort Leonard when I was there with my uh, my old, my old uh, uh, work partner, and we were going through a course, and it was January, mm-hmm. and there's snow on the ground, mm-hmm. and the parade field is covered in snow, <laughs> and as we drove past it, there was a private out there raking, with a rake, raking the leaves under in, the snow. In the snow. I could just see his sergeant telling him. Get out there. Oh, boy, get out there now. Rake all those leaves. <laughs> but, Sergeant, all the snow. Did I, did I say not, Did I say snow? And, you know, you, you look at that and you go. What did he do wrong to yeah. deserve that? You look at that and go, oh, man, I'd hate to be that proud. Or, or the guy out <laughs> there having to. wrong? Did Why I, do you have your dirt in my hole? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what about the guy who had to mop the runway dirt in the in rain? The rain. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, that, that, guy's, that guy's got no Go sure. find me the keys to the F4. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and don't forget a bucket of prop wash to clean it off. Um, <laughs> all right, we're going to talk to you about uh, a little more about uh, Nadal Hassan when we get back. You listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. See you in a few. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See the KSG in action at YouTube slash Keltec Weapons. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? 
then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextlevelTraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextlevelTraining.com slash armsroom. Listening to Armstrong Radio live from the Kiltech Studios. Call the Armstrong Hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now more Armstrong Radio live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Kiltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We're coming to you live from the Caltech Studios, as we do every week. We're talking about the jury sentencing Nadal Hassan, former major, to death for the 2009 Fort Hood massacre, as or as Earl uh, referred to it, because our president no, did. Okay, I'll say. Or, or don't repeated th- what don't, our president don't throw said. me into that bus. Earl reported what our president said. Okay, yes. work, workplace violence. Yeah. Listen, just because he's a Muslim terrorist doesn't make him a Muslim terrorist. Exactly. Okay? All right. Exactly. All right. Walks uh, like a duck, talks like a duck, quacks like a duck. Might then a it's duck. a Muslim terrorist. Oh, got yeah, that. Uh, before an execution date is set, there will be an automatic appeals and military courts for forces, said Victor Hansen, a military law expert at the New England School of Law. Hassan could also ask the U.S. Supreme Court to review his case and file motions in federal court. Moreover, the president must eventually sign off on a military death sentence, which be which would be carried out by lethal injection. Family members of Hassan's victims support the sentence. I'm sure they do. And I'm sure they'd be willing to help with the carrying out the sentence also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll inject him with something. Yeah, lead. Yeah, that's that's what they no. should inject. No, that, that's yeah. a cold steel kind of. Yeah. yeah. Not a hot lead. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, that says by lethal injection. I 
That's right. You should you inject, inject him with a bayonet. Inject him with forty-five caliber rounds from a distance of twenty-five yards. By all, uh, by Mo- all, forty-four victims, fa- families. I, I would, you know, let him have a little bit more fun. Let him inject him with a Louisville Slugger. Yes, that'll work. Perhaps put him on an Afghan police compound mm-hmm. and uh, tell him he's and a 12-year-old boy. put a sign around his neck that said, I am a 12-year-old boy. Today, a weight has been lifted off my shoulders, said Jolene Cahill, whose husband, Michael Cahill, had retired from the military and was working as a civilian employee at Fort Hood. He was killed when he tried to subdue Hassan. The jury gave him justice, and I agree with that justice. In seeking capital punishment, lead prosecutor Colonel Mike Mulligan earlier recounted each emotional and powerful story of the victims whose lives were cut short. There's a price to be paid for mass murder he perpetrated on November 5th for the lives he horrifically changed and for the pain and sorrow he wrought, Mulligan said. These murderous attacks left enormous carnage, 13 dead, 8 widows, 1 widower, 12 minor children without a father, 18 parents lost children, 30 soldiers wounded, wounded. One civilian police officer. Their loss, each family, tragic, difficult, and different. For some, death was almost instantaneous. So quick, so lethal, they never moved from their chair, Mulligan said. Yeah, this guy, um, death is too good. You know, perhaps we wrap him in a uh, suit of pork and bacon products and let him live the rest of his Muslim life while wearing that. Hmm. In the ocean. In the yeah, in the ocean, um, and I, listen, I'm not trying to be mean, or rude. Uh, General Blackjack Pershing during the Spanish-American War, uh, or, or just right there at the yeah, end. This of is Spanish, historically accurate. Yeah, Spanish-American War. No, it was the uh, Philippines, which is where the Spanish-American War yeah, half so, of it took place. Thank no, you. But they, I don't want anybody to think they were talking about Spain. Oh, okay, yeah. thank you. In the Philippines, in the Spanish-American War, they had uh, there was there was a very uh, did decent sized Muslim population there, and they were part of the fighters that the Spanish had enlisted to fight against uh, the Americans there in in uh, the Philippines. Now, this was against Spanish American War. While while fighting was going on in mm-hmm. Cuba, fighting was going on in Spain. They were both Spanish properties at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, after the Cuban American War, Cuba became excuse me Spanish American War. Cuba became their own country. Philippines became a U.S. Uh, um, protectorate. Protectorate. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. And then later on the they, were, they became their own country, also. But at the time, this is part of uh, part of the United States the protectorate. There, uh, these Muslims would come out of the woods, and uh, and they didn't have the quite the technology we do now. But they would they were terrorizing the American soldiers, and you know, sniping and and and, and killing and maiming, and and General Pershing, uh, understanding the Muslim culture and having caught some of them. Yes, having caught some of them. These are known combatants. Took them. Uh, in, took took two of them. We killed many because that's what you do in war. You kill the enemy. You don't coddle them and and let them rape uh, you know children. Mm-hmm. He took the enemy, put them in stocks, old school stocks, in the in the city in the, the village compound, and then gutted some pigs and smeared these two with their intestines and blood of the pigs, the unclean intestines and blood of the pigs. And then let one of them go so he could tell everybody else. This is what you have to look forward to. For almost 100 years, there was no Muslim problem in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So perhaps that's what uh, Nadal Hassan should have done to him. 
Hassan, a Virginia-born Muslim who acted as his own attorney, admitted he was responsible for the shootings at the trial. He had previously said he was a soldier of Allah, deserved martyrdom, and that his attack was designed to protect Muslim insurgents abroad. But he's not a Muslim terrorist. No, he's not a Muslim terrorist. It's workplace violence. Alec. Come on. Catch up. Based on his own testimony, he is. There's but no mission. We're going to spin it if, because we're the president of the United States. He's not. Uh, just because you're a Muslim terrorist doesn't make you a Muslim terrorist. But in seeking the death penalty, Mulligan dismissed Hassan's attack. Remember, Colonel, Colonel Mulligan was the prosecutor. Uh, this is his debt to society. It is not a terrible act. He is not now and never will be a martyr. He is a criminal. He is a cold-blooded murderer. On 5 November, he did not leave this earth. He remained to pay a price. He remained to pay a debt. The debt he owes is his life. Hassan did not address the jury. I have no closing statement, said Hassan, who remains paralyzed from the waist down after he was wounded in an exchange of gunfire with a civilian police officer during the 2009 base shootings. Uh, it, military. The Department of Def- Department of the Army, Department of Defense police officer. Uh, in fact... An MP. Not an MP. Not an MP. Not an MP. MPs uh, do, did not, during 2009, did not have, and this has changed somewhat, the primary responsibility for policing. Let's take that back. They have the primary responsibility for policing the post, but they did not have the manpower. The civilian Department of the Army or Department of Defense would have been contracted to have their civilian police officers there. And they're police officers. They're, there's nothing... They're not, you know, guards or whatever. There are certain DOD and DOA security officers there that work for them, but that would be just like the military where you'd have soldiers that weren't MPs, you know, working a gate checking IDs. So nothing that bad there. One of the things that happened and why police officers, there were a number of police officers that were wounded there was the type of ammunition he was using, mm-hmm. or type of firearm. Yeah. He was using the 5.7 caliber, which is a, it's basically a, a small rifle round. And it's designed and pointed where it penetrated the body armor of the police officers. So yeah, it it is a it's a personal defense weapon. It's 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 designed to be a, a carbine or subcarbine yeah. type right platform. And Major Major Hassan knew that. You know, it, it, you know he 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 chose the weapon uh, to do the most damage. There was uh, but again, this is not the weapon's fault. This is the the mind of an evil man. Uh, well, the mind of an evil piece of crap. Uh, I don't know if you can call him him a man. Uh, Mulligan said earlier that Hassan's acts were vigorously, religiously uh, motivated. Jurors shouldn't punish him for being a Muslim. No, just for being a terrorist. Exactly, being being a Muslim terrorist. If if he was a Lutheran terrorist, I still think they'd have sentenced him to death. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, if he had uh, killed 13 and shot uh, 31 at the the Missouri Synod in, uh, in, in, in St. Louis, the 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 Lutheran headquarters in the United States. They would have said, you know what, you're done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it would have been uh, Lutheran workplace violence is what the president would have said. No, he probably would have called it an act of terrorism then. Well, domestic terrorism. If Major Hassan had not been Muslim, yes. Yeah, 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 true. History is replete with death in the name of religion. The acts of 5 November were religiously motivated. You should not punish him for his religion. Mulligan told jurors, you should punish him for his hate. You should punish him for his action that he took in the name of religion, not for his religion. Well, you know, it's nice he made that point, but um, like Kevin said, there's, you know, show me some, uh, show me some Lutheran or some Baptist or some uh, Pentecostal terrorists. I mean, I'm I'm going to go out there. Yeah. Yeah, You just don't see it happen. No. 
No, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Uh, you know, I remember when when this story broke, I was uh, still wearing the military uniform, and it, it had uh, fit then too, right? It, it had. Um, <laughs> I was thinking. He went there, he went I was there. thinking it. We were all thinking it. Yeah, yeah absolutely, it absolutely fit that. And you're working on it fitting again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making yourself um, shorter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am. I am. And this was one of those things where it, these were these were people that were were. I'll, I'll tell you why. These were people that were mobilizing, going through Fort Hood. Fort Hood was a big mobilizing mobilization center, and this were, these were people that were either stationed there or a lot stationed somewhere else, and were going through there doing their processing. So this is the place you go before you mobilize and you leave. At, a, at, at most military installations, where you're the permanent party, where you're the permanent party, where you're there and you're there all the time. There's even before the president said okay because he's an idiot, and people disregard his stupid orders a lot. Uh, soldiers carry concealed because it's their home and they carry concealed. Now, obviously, you can carry back on base again with the post commander's permission. But this was a group of people, just again, to show what, what kind of planning Hassan did. He knew these people weren't, were, were in transit. Were in transit and they, and didn't, they have their, didn't have their concealed weapons with them. So, um, But yeah, don't try this on a military he, base he, today. He picked what he thought of as a gun free zone. It's exactly right, and we all know gun-free zones are just killing zones, and it, and it was clear there, uh, and that was Hassan's intent, and now he's got what's coming to him, and we'll see it happen soon. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. Here's... Listening to Arms Room Radio live from the Kiltech Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now more Arms Room Radio live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Kiltech Studios. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Staff Sergeant Kevin P. Jessen died March 5, 2006, serving during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Jessen, 28, of Paragould, Arkansas, was assigned to the 22nd Chemical Battalion Technical Escort, Aberdeen Proving Ground, Maryland. He was killed when an improvised explosive device detonated during combat operations in Rawah, Iraq. Sergeant Jensen was on a post-blast investigation when another explosion killed him. Army spokesman Major Elizabeth Robbins said. He left a wife, Carrie, and a two-year-old son, Cameron. Jessen and his family had just recently been stationed in Maryland. His current tour in Iraq was his third overseas deployment. He had traveled to the Mideast in the mid-1990s to help dispose of explosives left over from the first Gulf War, his sister said. He was sent to Iraq again in 2004 and returned after six months. Army Staff Sergeant Kevin P. Jessen, you are not forgotten. like to give Kevin and myself a call, you can call us at the office, 407-480-2179. We can also be reached on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash downtown attorneys. We're on Twitter, at MaxLawOrlando, and our website is maxlaworlando.com. 
Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Alec. Thank you, Michael. Um, the uh, I was on the, I was on the old uh, your old Facebook page the other day. The the, the downtown attorneys. Yep. And it uh, I, I was actually posting it in somebody else's group. They were like, "Well, if this ever happens, what are you going to do?" And I was like, "Well, I'm calling downtown attorneys." So I had to copy well, and move it over there. And uh, you are a good friend. Shame, shameless plug. Just moving it around, moving it around. Mm-hmm. So now I don't know if these guys have money to pay. Is that a problem? We, we do payment plans. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right, just want to be sure. Uncertain cases. Just payment plans, perhaps a little barter, a little trade. I actually have had people come to the office and do a retainer so that I'll be available to answer the phone and assist them in case they have a self-defense shooting incident. They want to have me on board. And I've tried to explain to them, you don't have to give me any money now. You call me in the middle of the night and say, I just had to defend my home or my family from someone, and I used a firearm. I'm still going to show up. Right. I mean, just right. Whether you've already retained me or not. You call me in the middle of the night with that kind of problem, you're going to find that I may get there before the police do. It wouldn't be the not, first time. You know, it's not gonna, it would not have been the first time. Uh, one more update story we have for you. Uh, if you recall a few months back, we talked to you about... Just outside the city of Chicago, there's a couple of villages. Uh, the villages are Riverdale. I think it's Riverdale and, uh, boy, oh, boy. Nothing like being prepared, huh? Uh, well, there's a couple of villages. Linwood. Lin- Lincolnwood. Lincoln Lincolnwood and Riverdale. Yeah, thank you. That's right. Lincolnwood and Riverdale. I they, remember because I kept thinking, that's where the elves live. In Riverdale? Yeah. What? Never mind. What? Rivendale. No. Oh, Rivendale. 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 I, I, didn't, I didn't read the book. I just watched the movie. Me Wait, too. What elves are in Rivendale? From Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. I see. I'm an adult. And I've never seen it. Uh, Liar. <laughs> no, I've never seen it. But you watched Star Trek. Did you go to high school? Um, yeah, after that came out. That came out way after <laughs> I was in you, high school. You yeah. did, they didn't make you read that? Listen, I went to a Florida school. There wasn't a lot of reading oh, going yeah. on in the, in the classroom back then. There was a, a yearling. The local works only. Local local works. No, you know what we did read? And, and, you know, I don't know how we're getting off topic again. Um, it's easy. The, uh, the, shiny. The, the two books we oh. read were uh, were The Count of Monte Cristo and All Squired on the uh, Western Front. That was in high school? Yes. I that in middle school. I said it was a Florida school, right? <laughs> I went okay. to a Florida middle school and high school. <laughs> Yeah, but there was like nobody in your in your school. You went you were in Vero Beach, right? You had a small actually, school back then. I actually went to uh, middle school and high school in Fort Pierce at a magnet school. Oh, okay. So, so you, everyone was there because I bust everyone. That's right. That's right. Now now you go down to Vero Beach and uh, and just, Fort Pierce. I just stopped it. Like going to Orlando. <laughs> they're, they're, it's huge. They're, yeah, they're they're ridiculous sized towns now. I get I go down there. I'm like, where'd all this traffic come from? Yeah, uh, Orlando. Usually. Yeah, and, and West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, same way. Uh, so anyway, is is an update story we wanted to give you. Uh, a Cook County judge has abruptly ended an attempt by a coalition of Chicago community activists, uh, including Father Michael, uh, I'm going to say Flegger, 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 yes, uh, and others, to use an Illinois civil rights law to force suburban communities to more stringently re- regulate gun shops operating within their borders, who the activists say are responsible for a disproportionate share of firearms used by criminals and gangbangers to terrorize Chicago's poorest neighborhoods. Okay, now remember the story when it first came out. They were building a, a gun store slash gun range uh, in, 
in in these towns, and they were trying to say it was too close right to a school. That's that's what I remember. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, well, that got uh, that got uh, you know thrown away. You're you're ridiculous. Go away. Okay. So now the the second attempt, the 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 comeback, ah, okay. the comeback on this was well, you're you're violating the the 2003 Civil Rights Act of Illinois. Uh, and this, and, huh? well, yeah, and, and we'll get uh, we'll get some legal analysis for this here. But the the lawsuit it, it basically forbids municipalities from ga- engaging in any policies that create a disproportionate negative impact on racial or ethnic minorities. So you can't, you know, separation in church and state kind of thing. You can't do anything as an entity that might jeopardize their equal standing. And they tried to argue that letting uh, issuing licensure to a gun shop was a violation of that particular aspect of the 2000 civil right, 2003 Civil Rights Act of Illinois. That would have been funny to listen to. They were making several big Usually jumps. Is when they're arguing about guns. Yeah. Yeah. What if it accidentally goes off? They were yeah. They were making several <laughs> big jumps uh, in 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 their suppositions, and uh, and we'll get to those. The um, but what if it, it goes off while I'm on the treadmill? Well, uh, well, listen, you're on the treadmill. <laughs> what, if, what if what if it happens when I'm swimming? Again. Referring to Florida legislators that know nothing about guns. Um, February 25th, the Cook County judge dismissed it in its entirety. It was brought by, uh, it was brought against the villages of Riverdale and Lincolnwood by a group known as the Coalition for Safe Chicago Communities. You know, here's here's what just strikes of uh, of ignorance that, hey, we're in Chicago, but you got a couple of gun stores over in your neighborhood, so we're going to come over there and tell you how to run your run your nonsense. Because, you know, our stuff's all squared away. Yeah. We, we've unswept yeah. our porch. The reason, now we're going to come over and tell you how to sweep yours. The reason Chicago has so much gun violence is because of your gun stores in your town. Well, let me, let me tell you something. Uh-huh. If those gun stores, Earl, tell me if I'm wrong here, those gun stores are still open for business, they're obeying the law. Yeah. They couldn't just be going, okay, listen, um, uh, you, you know, Mr. 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 White Guy walking through the door, you got to fill out the background check for him. But, uh, oh, no, no, gangbanger line's in the back. We just hand the guns out back to the gangbangers. Yeah, and, 50 bucks each. And that's what they're implying here, is that a disproportionate number of guns that end up in the street crimes in Chicago come from being purchased at this store. Yeah. Um, okay, and they actually, there was a study done. Yeah, to, I, but, go ahead. but they don't say who the study was by. Well, sure. We get and, that. and you know what? I think the ATF would be really interested in looking at that, because if that's happening... Yeah. They're going to be all over that like white on rice. Yep, absolutely. the 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 firearms that end up there, uh, and these are these are not like okay, it was bought today, and then it it was used tomorrow by the same guy. Again, no bad guys are driving out to Riverdale and Lincolnwood to go get to buy firearms to commit crimes in in Chicago. These firearms are 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 being bought legally being held legally, then being sold legally to somebody else, to a private citizen or something else, then that private citizen sells it to somebody else, then somebody steals it, uh, you know, it's being you know, all of, at, at anywhere during this course of movement for the firearm, it's being it's being stolen or and, and it's being used illegally. These people that are buying them are not using them illegally. It's just, you know, that simple. You don't... Like good the, good, good like guys the, don't buy guns to go commit crimes. The, the, Bad the, guys don't go buy legal guns to go commit crimes. The, the, they use illegal guns, and they steal them. Same, or they, or let, let, let me correct project. you a little bit there, Mike, just, just on the technicalities. Bad guys don't go buy legal guns. Right. It's not that. Bad guys don't go through the legal system 
to buy guns. All guns are legal. It's just whether or not it's legal for that person to be in possession of. Thank you. Or I was actually, when I said uh, illegal guns, I meant like stolen firearms. Yep. Thank yep. you. Thank you. Um, it'd be illegal for the person to own the stolen firearm. So Correct. Thank, you. thank you there. Uh, yeah, this, uh, there was a complaint. The complaint that relied heavily on a report titled Tracing the Guns, the Impact of Illegal Guns on Violence of Chicago. And it was published by, guess who, Kevin? The city of Chicago. <laughs> so we all know we know we all know how great and honest the city of Chicago is when it comes to deal with firearms. Report indicated about twenty percent of firearms were used in those crimes. Used in crimes come from uh, four dealers in those two cities. A little bit more about this when we get back, and we're going to do a little product review. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studio. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Maybe you'll get past the word bullpup. Maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations like our patented downward shell ejection. But in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it'll make you a believer. The Caltech RDB, the bullpup done right. Innovation, performance, Caltech. See the RDB in action at YouTube slash Caltech Weapons. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. 
Hi, it's Mark Walters, host of Armed American Radio, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio with Mike and Kevin. Listening to Arms Room Radio live from the Kiltech Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now more Arms Room Radio. Live coast to coast. With Mike and the guys in the Keltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Thank you. Okay, uh, it was brought to our attention during the break that we may have left a fact or two out in this story. Well, I think it's to clarify the fact that someone who is not considered a minority would not be able to employ the 2003 Civil Rights Act of Illinois as a mechanism to bring a lawsuit. Correct. The Civil Rights Act of 2003 forbids municipalities from engaging in policies that create a disparate negative impact on racial and ethnic minorities. Ergo, you can't be you have to be a racial or ethnic minority in order to claim injury under that statute. Correct. So uh, when we were implying that uh, or excuse me when 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 it was when we You said when we said that uh, the white people that sold guns were selling them uh, to white people that did the paperwork and they're just handing them to gangbangers out the back door, that was making fun of the fact that they tried to use the civil rights lawsuit uh, statute to get people to stop exercising their Second Amendment rights. So there was no... Because their their yeah. argument in this study was that 20% of the firearms found in, in crime scenes in the poor neighborhoods of the inner city, the sh- terrorizing Chicago's poorest neighborhoods, as it was referred to, yeah. uh, came from those two gun stores in affluent mostly white suburban areas. It, it was these people that filed the lawsuit, the Coalition for Safe Chicago Communities, and there was one other named in here. These are the ones that alleged this was a race issue, whereas everybody else has just said this is a Second Amendment issue. And or, that's where or, we stand. Or it's an issue on the fact that Chicago doesn't have any control over crime. Correct, correct. So they, it was uh, was not the people selling the firearms, it's the five federal, federal firearms licensed dealers, they were not the ones, and the villages, they were not the ones making this a race issue. It was the the others, the other groups out of Chicago, these coalition groups, that made it a race issue. So that's all we meant. There's Second Amendment is not uh, is not a race based item. Right. It's, it's it's for it's, for everybody standing right here in this. It doesn't country. care what color you yep. are. It doesn't care where you came from. Uh, let me get through some of this quickly so we can get to the product review. Plaintiffs asked the judge to issue an injunction forcing the village to put in place the kind of measures recommended. Uh, by the Chicago Gun Violence Report, which asked for them to stop selling firearms. In response, the villages asked the judge to dismiss the lawsuit, saying the plaintiffs lack standing under the law to bring the lawsuit in the first place, and even if they did not have the right to sue, excuse me, even if they did have the right to sue, they had not actually demonstrated the villages had discriminated against anyone. Also argued the courts lacked the authority to order the villages to enact any specific ordinance or rules governing how they would regulate the gun shops within the borders. The judge said the villages were correct in arguing the plaintiffs lacked standing to bring their legal action as their allegations centered not on a concrete actual injury caused to any of them by the village's alleged lack of regulation, but rather were generalized grievances not sustainable under the state civil rights law. 
Alec? You got to be hurt to have a lawsuit. There you go. You, you can't sue because I could have gotten hurt. You can't. You can't, yeah. you can't sue because you're not. I might get hurt in the future. Right. Yeah. Let's. Let's. I mean. And, and by the way, I'm. I'm not a minority. I'm not a racial or ethnic minority. Let's. Let's make it uh, easy. You. You've got you to have. You can't sue the supermarket for having a wet floor when all you did was see the wet floor sign and avoid it. It's even more fundamental. I mean, you got to have a dog in the fight. Right. And if you're outside the borders, you ain't got a dog in the fight. Uh, even if the Platons could establish standing to bring the action, the judge said their case fell short altogether as it failed to establish a legally recognizable link between the suburban villages, policies, and gun violence in the Chicago neighborhoods. A.K.A. dog in the fight. Yeah, here's the supposition they wanted you to make. Okay, Your Honor, there's these gun stores, right? Mm-hmm. And then over here in Chicago, mm-hmm. there's gun crimes. Mm-hmm. Please close the gun stores. Why do you think you have any right to talk about over here when you're in Chicago? Well, you see, because they sell the guns. And then the guns end up over here under different people, guns that have been stolen. And they end up over here, so clearly the gun it's the gun store's fault. And the judge's response was, yeah. well, your report doesn't really attribute illegal firearm sales or gun violence to these particular firearms. It says gun stores sell guns and guns are used in crimes, therefore gun stores cause crimes. Correct. That same logic is that love is blind. Ray Charles is blind. God is love, therefore Ray Charles is God. Well, you know, when he sings that Georgia song, that's you know, very, very it's moving. Heavenly, it's heavenly, but that's not yeah, the same it's logic. Not, not the same thing. Not the same Georgia. Thing. Georgia, exactly. Georgia. All right, we uh, we saw a new firearm, a new design yeah, for firearm. Yes, we did. This, this, this is this is really cool. And there's there's two sides of this that I want to I want to I want to talk about. There is a uh, this is called Ideal Conceal. So if you get time, you know, right, I'll say it a few more times during this so you get a little muscle memory in your brain if you're driving down the road right now. Don't look it up on your phone while you're driving. Wait till you get home, pop it up, or look it on the phone, look you it on the computer. You can stay in your car yeah. when you get well, home and look yeah, it up. Or you can pull off to the side of the road now if you want, safely. Safely signal, signal, move over, and then perhaps look at it. Idealconceal.com. Idealconceal.com. It's actually been bouncing around the Internet this week. It is a real firearm and it'll be coming out in the middle of this year uh the reason this thing is great and i think girl's posting this one up or if he's already put the link up yes thank you sir uh this looks like uh you know you, you, girls like to have their cell phones in their back well, pockets I, and i'm just going to point out there's a photograph of somebody pulling a, a cell phone out of their back pocket yes but that's a dude's hand and a guy never carries his cell phone in his back pocket right and that's why i'm making the yeah the, uh, this is a girl's statement in the very me- technique but it's a guy's pants pocket in a method that a that a that a, a woman carries the the cell phone in the back pocket uh, of their jeans uh, or their pants whatever it is this is a cell phone it's a cell phone it looks like a serious it looks like a cell phone it really it looks, looks like, like a, a g0 what would you say about a that's about a six plus size yeah, yeah. that's a that's yeah. a note four no it's not that big this is not the big giant samsung's or no, that's about the size of a note four i think so you just got small hands um, the, uh, <laughs> this this looks like a, a, a medium uh, or an extra medium sized phone. An uh, extra medium. <laughs> extra medium. The, yeah, I could, I could see an iPhone six plus. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe a hair thicker. Mm-hmm. Maybe a hair. Thicker. Oh yeah, definitely thicker. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like a cell phone sitting in your back pocket. This phone has the ability to to be a transformer. You uh, oh, you, you ever see the toys from the Man from Uncle? Yeah, this would have been a toy for a firearm in disguise. You click a little button, and the pistol grip 
flops down, slides yeah. down, yeah. clicks it's, down. It, it looks like it's the side of size of the or the sides on either side of the cell phone. It pivots down and creates a grip and exposes the trigger. Exposes the trigger. And at that point, you have your two barrels exposed on top. This is uh, it's not mag- over under. Yeah, over under. It's not magazine fed. It's not a revolver. It's just a, a two shot uh, pistol, which there's plenty of out there. In fact, Alex, they're, they're known as what? As... They're known as those pistols. Sorry, they just have two shots, and they don't Derringers. have Derringers. Yeah. There we go. Derringers. Yeah. He, he looked at the stump <laughs> there for a second. Huh? Yeah. Well, no, I was, I was reading sorry. something. I was, I was reading doing something, something else. <laughs> and uh, we're not paying you for that, are we? If you're doing uh, something else, uh, we're paying. Okay. All right. Um, but when this folds up, it looks like a cell phone. And this is, looks like a cell phone that sticks in, in any girl's back pocket. They also come with, there's a clip, a case with it. So you know how guys clip their phone on their belt? Uh, this looks like, a, you know, it's got, a, it's got a belt clip built into it, uh, or maybe clip on. It's hard to tell from the picture. So it could be worn anyway, uh, like a professional, you know, guys that, uh, you know, suit-wearing guys like you two that wear it clipped on your belt uh, with your or, phones. Or old guys that tuck in their polo. <laughs> yeah, and, and usually with a belt, with yep. shorts. And, and hey, socks, at me. Why are you looking at me? Sandals. Have you ever seen me talking? <laughs> yeah, because you were in a position to correct him, and you don't. <laughs> I seen what you wear. He should be wearing close to that. <laughs> uh, what? Short shorts, car- shorts, shorts, cargo, cargo shorts, old t-shirts, and flip-flops. And flip-flops yeah. 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 No, I get I get yelled at because I don't have the same uh, fashion senses. Fashion sense. Okay. You, no. Oh. Any. 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 Hot kettle black. So this is coming out mid 2006. <laughs> this is um, 16. Thank you, Earl. Mid-2016, uh, there's a couple questions that immediately pop up here. It, it converts uh, into a firearm from something that does not look as a firearm. Will the ATF consider this a standard Class 1 firearm that you just go pay your... Excuse me, you go in and you, you yeah, fill out your 4473. They got weird about the wallet. Right. You go in and do your 4473, and you either... You know, you, if you have a permit, you take it home, or if you if you don't, you wait your three days, or wherever you are, and you follow your state's laws. Uh, or will this become a class three item? Yeah. Uh, which means, uh, you know, it's probably would be in any other weapon, the five dollar tax yeah, stamp. Yeah, I, I I can't see that being anything other than an AOW. But it would right. be another six to nine month wait to get these. The beautiful part on this is, uh, from looking at it, the MSRP on it is going to be three ninety five, mm-hmm. but here's here's the here's the part the little controversial part that you need to be aware of. This is great, this is great for people that, oh man, I can't carry, I don't want to carry, I can't. You know, this is something you could use and have for that intermediate carry to you can get it, your other it, guns. It'd be better than nothing. Exactly right. This is something for all my law enforcement brothers and sisters listening to me. Look this up. Now, yeah, know it. Know what this is and take a look at it. Because if somebody's holding this in their hand when you walk up to them, acting like they're talking to somebody, your life's in danger. You need to, if you're if you're a friend, relative, uh, you know a cop, make sure they know about this. Ideal conceal. It's great for concealment for the citizen, but it also everybody in law enforcement it, it needs can, to know what this is. It can give so a bad guy a tactical advantage. Exactly really right. Can. All right, another one went by. Another quick show. Uh, check wow. out the check out the website. Check out our Facebook page. You'll see everything we talked about today that had pictures anyway. And uh, please, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. See you next week, y'all. Happy we'll be, birthday, Cortland. We'll be back next week. Be safe.